In the winter of 1662, three priests made their way through the streets of the Tuscan city of Pisa. The distinctive, loud clicking of their shoes on the cobblestone avenues gave away their religious affiliation. More vulgar peasants would have called them Zoccolanti, after the heavy wooden sandals for which their order was known. The more reverential knew them as Franciscans, monks of the Order of St. Francis. They were on their way to Pisa, winter home of Ferdinando II, Grand Duke of Tuscany. Ferdinando typically spent most of his time in the capital, Florence, but winters there tended to be wet and cold by Italian standards. Sometimes it would even snow. The Grand Duke was not fond of the cold. Ferdinando had been a handsome prince in his youth, but the man who greeted the priests was middle-aged and fat, with puffy circles around his eyes. By then, Ferdinando had started wearing a mustache that curved upward at the wings, as if someone had painted a smile on his face. He looked a bit like a clown. Standing at Ferdinando's side was a young man named Francesco Redi, the Grand Duke's personal physician, confidant, and right-hand man in matters of science. The Grand Duke had a reputation for lavishing generosity on those who could furnish him with anything he might consider a scientific wonder. The Franciscans had just returned from the Orient, and they were carrying many such gifts for the Duke. They were particularly excited about some tiny black stones that they had brought back from the region around the Ganges River that had been extracted from the head of a snake that the Portuguese called a cobra. The stones, the priest said, were wards against all forms of poison, whether delivered from the fangs of a serpent or the poisoned weapon of a man. One need only apply these stones to the wound, and they would stick like magnets until they had absorbed all the poison into themselves. The stones could then be washed with freshly squeezed milk, and the poison would be released, leaving them ready to be used once more. Rady had seen such stones before. Their supposed supernatural properties were well known to those who practiced the healing arts. Their efficacy had been vouched for even by the Roman physician Galen, one of the most important figures in classical medicine. But Rady was not impressed. He was a skeptic at heart, active in the Florentine scientific society called Accademia del Cimento, Academy of Experiment. The group's motto was Provando e Riprovando, test and test again, and Rady embraced it fully. Over the years, Rady himself had acquired many such stones, some from true believers and others from mere charlatans. None proved to have any more protective power than the pebbles one could find in any field. Soon, the most learned men on hand in Pisa, many of them schooled in medicine, had gathered to see the miraculous stones brought back from the Far East. The Grand Duke decided to put the Franciscan stones to the test. He called the guards to find him some vipers, but it was winter and none could be found. A new test was devised, using a chicken. A needle was dipped, four fingers deep, into a deadly poison made from tobacco, and the chicken was stuck with it. The stones proved useless, and within a quarter of an hour the chicken was dead. The Franciscans were flabbergasted. Try again, they urged. More chickens were dispatched.
one after another. The priests were never quite convinced, arguing that the chickens had died from some cause not readily apparent. Many years later, Rady wrote of the episode in a letter to the famous Jesuit natural philosopher Athanasius Kircher. Doubt often wants to grow at the foundation of truth, he wrote, like a blooming sprout. Rady had arrived at Ferdinando's court just a little more than two years before the Franciscans. As the Grand Duke's physician, he was entitled to a suite in the Palazzo Pitti, the Grand Duke's marvelous palace in Florence. The palace itself was a kind of embodiment of the two very different ages between which Rady lived. On the outside, it was a dark ages fortress, with tall arches arranged in forbidding militaristic columns built by Roman.